0: Why hello there my fellow kings and queens. Welcome to the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast where you will learn how to rule over your dynasty league for years to come. Now allow me
1: to introduce you to your hosts Max, Peter, and Jace. Here we go episode number 23 now the Dynasty Monarchy Podcast back with your favorite fantasy football podcast hosts, Max, myself, Jace, gentlemen. What a wild, super wild card weekend we had. And you want to talk about super. It was super poopy, super boring, super boring blowouts. But you know what never fails to disappoint? Mel Kuiper came out with his mock draft 4.0 this week. And I think that was even more disappointing with just how off base he is at this point in the season. He has the Jets going double cornerback. He has the Giants going double cornerback. It, it's it's sad to see, but I'm sure he'll call his insider soon and get the draft like eighty-five percent right come uh, come the spring.
2: Yeah, man. I mean that guy that guy is uh he is one of the worst uh analysts that I know. I mean, he is I, I feel like every year he just throws uh stuff at a board and hope it sticks. Kind of like your trades, Peter. You just throw stuff at a board and they you hope it oh, sticks. So.
1: Coming from you, coming from worst to first over there. I win championships, Peter. I, I told you that earlier in chat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Chase. What do you think about the games you had this weekend?
3: Honestly, like maybe it was just I, you know I had I have guys on fantasy teams that are were on the winning side of things, or I had bets on guys that are on the winning side of things. So I, I really didn't mind, you know, like the Patriots just getting pumped like that. I had a lot of bets on the Bills and stuff, so
1: that felt really good. You know, that watching stuff, that felt really good.
3: Yeah, that felt really good. Um, yeah, so I felt like I was on the right side of things from a gambling perspective this weekend and uh, you know that I didn't mind the blowouts so much, but I think if, you know, I didn't have money on it or whatever, those would have made for some boring games.
1: Hey, look, if you had uh, you had the right side of the spreads, you were chilling the rest of the night, you know. Uh, but yeah, check out Max. What's his uh, what's his record at now? 12 and 3? 12 3 and 1? 12 no, 12 2 and 1. I'm insane, oh. bro. Like, 12 two and one the over,
2: unders, over unders fade me whatever I pick do the opposite spreads if you fade me you're gonna lose me.
1: hey look mm. you know Icarus got pretty high just as long as you don't let it get to your head you won't uh, you won't be falling too hard over there Max
2: no yeah you can't get too high can't get too low you got to stay level headed for sure
1: all right we have a great show for you guys today uh, we have uh, wild card booms and busts uh, as well as some Twitter points that we've been seeing now with the fantasy season dead and all the fantasy analysts on Twitter uh, just twiddling their thumbs. They're calculating all the stats and, you know, this like fourth string wide receiver on Detroit's actually better than Jamar chase. <laughs> uh, they're, they're hitting us with that at this point in the year, but we're going to siphon through all the garbage and, and find some actual insightful informative Twitter points uh, that a lot of people have been running uh, and try to help you in this wild and weird off season that's coming up i i have a i have a weird feeling that this is going to be an off season not like many others uh when it comes to dynasty just a lot of weird moving pieces with free agency a lot of injuries running backs being injured a lot of these running backs being at the cliffs it's it's going to be a, a definitely a weird off season moving forward uh before we jump into the show monarchs anything of note
2: yeah um congrats peter to you you uh you made a splash i challenged you last week to go out and make a splash and you did that peter i mean we will talk on your trade later but patience I'm, uh, I'm proud of you for making a move peter
3: every single monarch on this podcast made a move this week actually you know i felt i didn't think any deals were going to get done for a while until you know rookie um started getting heated up but now nah, the mike rabel league like we get moving, man, and we, you know, every monarch on this podcast. Nick C, you made a trade. I mean, everybody was making trades, so good for us. Yeah. Mike Vrabel, we got a lot of things to talk about for sure. I
1: feel like I feel like the Mike Vrabel boys. Uh, a lot of people did moves this weekend, and you know, you know, they picked up their bags, you know, on First Street and moved to Third Street. But uh, Peter, mm-hmm. Peter immigrated. <laughs> Peter, Peter moved countries this weekend. So. She did. We're, uh, we're really excited about the league moving forward. I know we got three competitors in the call with uh, Super Producer Nick C here and Jace. Uh, Max mm-hmm. selling off. If uh, you missed an episode, Max sold off his super team. Too scared of the eventual cliff for everyone. But uh, no, it's going to be an interesting season in the, in the Mike Vrabel League. Uh, shout out to all our Mike Vrabel listeners.
2: And I just want to mention that a lot of the trades this weekend, they run through me. I mean, Nick C and I, I, I traded
1: Jace. He's the godfather.
2: The three-way trade. I have a say in a lot of the trades. I like to keep my hands where I can. I don't know. I I, uh, I think the league is between you three, though, so we'll see who makes the best moves.
1: Hey, look, if it's between the three of us this year, that just makes for better podcasting and more interesting podcasting moving forward. So That is true. Uh, again, uh, another thing I did want to mention right before we get in two seconds, uh, this past week I posted on Reddit a couple of things about uh, what kind of Discussions and dialogues you want on a dynasty podcast that not every podcast does. I I know a lot of the podcasts are repetitive. You know, this is our top 40, 50 rankings. You know, this is why wide receivers A is better than wide receiver B. It had really positive uh outlook, had a great conversation on Reddit with a lot of people. So shout out some of the guys that are hopping in here uh from the Reddit, uh the Reddit convos. We had some people DM us on Twitter based on it as well. We're not gonna get to that this week, sadly. We have some uh we have a lot of free time moving forward when there's not football on. So we're going to be addressing a lot of league shifting and more like psychological and managerial tips moving forward uh, in the coming weeks where there's not football. Uh, but that's, that's what I wanted to say. Shout out to all the guys on Reddit that were uh, that were really informative and supportive as well. Uh, something you really don't find this day and age is a lot of people supporting others online. So uh, shout out all those guys. percent. All right. We are going to get into the pod. Before we get into all of our segments, though, did want to say, give us a shout out on Twitter. Give us a follow at Dynasty Monarchy. All of our individual Twitter handles are listed down below as well. Uh, We have super producer Nick C running the Twitter right now, and he is doing an incredible job keeping up to date scores, updates, whatever you want on that Twitter page. Uh, Memes as well. So shout out Nixie, compiling a lot of info and and live tweeting from the games.
2: Yes, um, real quick, I am back on Twitter for the people. I I know my Twitter arrival has just been, you guys have been itching for it. I took a little hiatus, but I'm back. I took a break, got my brain refreshed, and I'm ready to give you guys the knowledge that you deserve.
1: But yeah, seriously, give us a follow on Twitter if you can. If not all good, though, just listening to the pod and maybe leaving a like or follow that that means the world to us as well. So seriously, thank you. Thank you so much. Uh, Before we get into the segments, wanted to shout out game day liner again. College football is officially over, but that doesn't mean you're tailgating life has to end as well. Spice up your tailgates this now off season with the original turf truck bed liner. Support your team, company, custom logo and their handmade vehicle liners designed and crafted in the United States of America. Perfect for tailgates, gyms, home offices or wherever you want to rep your favorite logo. Again, I'm getting in talks with the owner about getting a Rutgers doormat for myself. Uh, Each product is pet, party, and workproof as well. Visit gamedayliner.com. Use the discount code DYNASTY22. Again, DYNASTY22, all lowercase, to get 15% off your custom truck bed liner. Uh, That's, again, code DYNASTY22 to get 15% off your very own truck bed liner. Nixie, give us the honor of this wild card. Weekend boom and bust. Oh yeah!
0: Let's lead it off with Peter, Jace, and then Max. Let's get it.
3: I feel like
1: we should do we should do like ping pong balls. (laughs) Oh yeah,
3: that'd
1: be funny. That would be good, Peter. Um, so you got me starting. Yes, sir. All right. We talked about him on the podcast last week. Uh, Check the red receipts. I said I'd shy away from the injury, but. Wouldn't be surprised because he did look good the last couple of weeks. Cam Akers, he was out for blood. Uh shout out Buda Baker. Uh that's not not in a joking fashion. You know, uh prayers up for him, and we're happy that he had a speedy recovery and was able to go home. But when Acres ran him over, man, that was angry. That was that was that was pent up aggression of not playing a lot of football, really wanting to jam your shoulder into somebody. Uh, but no, he had a combination of 90 total yards. Uh, One 40-yard bomb was from Odell. You know, is there a quarterback controversy? But no, seriously, Cam Akers went out there and played incredible, getting 50% of the snaps. Um, moving forward next year, I really don't think Sony Michelle is going to be a part of New England's. Not New England, sorry. New
2: England. Is he migrating with you?
1: No, he might be migrating with me. Uh, but no, Sony Michelle is not going to be a part of the Rams. Uh, Rams moving forward next year. I could see a Daryl Henderson and Cam Akers split backfield. I can see it, but I doubt that it happens. Uh, Cam Akers looked fresh. Given the fact that they will probably lose this weekend to Tampa Bay, I see him taking a full off season of rest, relaxation, and getting back in a gym. He's going to be a freak next year. If you can buy him on a dip right now, I think I would. I would at this point, after seeing it against a, I'd say like league average defense, he, he looked really good and really strong on getting fifty percent of the work. So uh, the official stat line for Acres was fifty-five yards on the ground, seventeen attempts, and then one catch for forty yards.
3: Yeah, I mean, I, I think I you could check the tapes. I was I don't think it was a very positive outlook for me. I think I was saying, you know one of the JK Dobbins owners is wavering. Like I would do that deal straight up, but I don't know the, the research that we had at the time said Achilles injuries were not good. And the only other you know person we'd seen come back was Deonta Foreman and nobody's interested in Deonta Foreman. Like even when he was filling in full-time, there weren't that many people actually starting him. So like, I don't know, the outlook wasn't great, but like you said, Peter, like he was out for blood. He was running so hard. The burst was there. I mean, I even said to you in our text, like Sony had burst at one point. Like I I thought it was pretty comparable. And then he just kept getting the ball and he got hotter and hotter and hotter. And by the end of it, like he was, I mean, it looked like just like when he was down the stretch last season when everyone got excited about him. So I would not exchange for J.K. Dobbins or any of these guys moving forward. I think his comeback from that injury and the amount of time that he did it is miraculous. And I think that just speaks to the nature of he's, he's a freak. He's that dude. And, um, yeah, I don't know if there's a dip. There might be people like, yeah, you know, the Achilles thing. The research is still there. If anyone's selling, please go buy it. Please go buy it.
1: Yeah, really quick. Something I will say. Uh, I know there's, like, a common expression where, like, armchair dads are, like, oh, I could have ran through that hole. Mm -hmm. I could have ran through those holes that they were getting the other day. That's Mm -hmm. the only thing uh, I would say. Those holes were massive. I don't know how he's going to fare when he's really getting popped through the hole, but, man, he looked impressive.
3: I feel like Arizona – sorry to cut you off, Max, but I feel like Arizona was, like, a really good run defense to start the season, and, like, they got a pretty good D line. So, like, I feel like a lot of that, too, is, you know – Sean McVay, he is like a mastermind with run scheming and stuff like that, and creating holes for his guys. So, I really don't doubt that like he's really going to be running out of running out of room a lot of the times, just because of the way Sean McVay is and the way that they can develop the run game. Like they've made Sony look so good this season after he was washed um, before he got over there. So, um, but moving forward, like even when he got through the holes, and I think you guys can second this. The burst was there. Like even the Buddha Baker one, I hate to bring it up. Like, he tr- like he's trying to run through people, not around that was, people. That and, was so uh, angry. That was so angry. So angry.
2: Vicious. Absolutely vicious. Sorry, Max. Go ahead. I won't do that again. No, 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 no. You're good. Um, I'm actually going to go on the opposite end of the spectrum here, though. Um,
1: Being the I... one that just traded him.
2: I just trade a acres. I will save the trade for later. So it uh, keeps a keeps the listeners on their toes, keep them listening. But I mean, I think a blind squirrel finds a nut once, twice a day, broken clocks, right? Twice a day. I think Kmakers acres is great. You know, he had a great, great time in college. I think Achilles injuries, especially five months after recovery. I don't know. I don't see him doing this day in and day out. So I'm just out on him. I think he had a great game. I think the value that you're going to get when you're seeing people watch him, it's going to be the same kind of value you get for people when they watch Derrick Henry lose this weekend. I mean, shout out to my boy Noah from work. He's a big Titans fan. I got Bengals plus three and a half. That's my early lock of the week. But Derrick Henry, let's say he looks good. You could sell him for so much. Be like, oh, he you you just got back. Like He's still getting 30 carries. Just, I, I sell the news. That's what I do. I'm not. I'm not going out and buying it because I think this is his all-time high value. To be honest,
1: all-time high.
3: Whoa, he's think... twenty. He's twenty-two, man.
2: He's got. Hey. A, he's got a bad Achilles, man.
3: Hey, look. You
1: know not,
2: what? Not not that bad.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Something I will say on Acres, uh, and that's any any running back that sustains like a very serious injury. You know, like an Achilles would be like that. It puts more stress. And this is like an actual medical. Dr. Peter Chronology. Yeah. Dr. Peter, I'm putting on my white coat. Shout <laughs> put in out, your, Meg. Put in your cap. Shout out, uh, soon to be Dr. Meg for this, uh, this little tidbit. When, when a runner, you know, tears something like their ACL or their their Achilles or something like that, it puts more stress on other parts of the body to mm-hmm. keep up for, to keep up with that one part that's weaker. Uh, yes. so, you know, that's why guys get labeled injury prone. Cause once the domino falls, it's a lot easier for the other ones to fall as well. So, you know, if you're looking to take a shot in the dark at acres and the owner's undervaluing them, take it, but just still know that there is 100% re-injury risk on that.
2: Oh, any, anyone can get injured at any given time. You know, it kind of reminds me of uh, we were playing basketball and uh, in, in the spring, <laughs> senior year and Peter broke my ankles, the, uh, my, my left ankle. My it got rolled. It was the size of – I don't even know what, like, a good analogy could be. Like, the size of a basketball my left ankle was. It, bigger was, than it ankle. was
1: It was honestly, like, a small apple. Like, a
2: small <laughs> apple was on his ankle. It, it was pretty bad. And to this day, like, I get I didn't have surgery. I didn't tear my Achilles or whatever. It still hurts from time to time. Like, he <laughs> messed me up so bad. And, like, I just – I thank God that I beat him in – the playoffs and knocked him out of basically every league he plays in because <laughs> it was so painful and so embarrassing.
1: We won't digress too much, but something I will say, the the ankle breaking was kind of cyclical. It's like what goes around comes around. So, you know, Max yeah. broke our other roommate Mario's ankle, and mm-hmm. then I broke Max's ankle. And then mm-hmm. I saw the trend, and the rest of the time I was jogging. I did not try <laughs> hard because I knew it was coming around to me. Didn't bring it up. Didn't try to have any karma come my way. Um, but that was our uh, in-depth conversation about Cam Akers this past week. I know two straight shows talking about him, but he is somewhat of a hot topic in the dynasty uh, dynasty world right now. All right, Nixie, who's up next?
2: Mr. Max. Oh, I'm up. This is a, a change in the order of what we were told before the show, I'm pretty sure. No. Get, I it thought hype. I was at next, possibly, but Nick C just – I thought, I thought ooh, he was, too.
3: He's on the ones and twos. I don't even know. Ooh,
2: sauce.
1: Nick, C, Nick C is crossing Max up. So,
2: yep. <laughs> oh, yeah. my ankles to be broken, So man. here we go. Here we go. Curveball, I got to be on your toes. I'm actually going to do a two-for-one, uh, even though I only have one ankle. I got two guys here. J- Jamar Chase – and Elijah Mitchell. Elijah Mitchell, 27 carries, 90 yards for Dallas. I mean,
1: only running back that received a carry.
2: It's insane what they like, the amount of trust that they have in him. I'm still not sold on him completely, but every game that I see him get 27 carries and look really, really good, it just gives me more confidence in him. The only thing that holds me back is where they drafted in the draft, but that was a long time ago, and Kyle Shanahan fully believes in him, so I'm 100 percent in on him. And then Chase speaks for himself. But what this man does every Sunday, Saturday, whenever he plays, it is truly incredible. And him and Burrow will be a force to be reckoned with for probably the next eight to ten years. Like it, it like you're not gonna go get him. Like I can talk about him all you want. Whoever owns him is not gonna trade him. I don't care if you're like if you offer him four purse. Like it's just like not gonna happen. Jamar Chase is literally insane. He had I'm, over over 100 yards.
1: I'm a salty uh, – like, I don't like the Raiders. Like, they're not my team, but I enjoy watching them. Uh, I'm a salty Raiders, quote-unquote, playoff fan this week. I swear, every route Chase runs, he looks like he pushes off. He does. <laughs> he does. He does.
3: And it, it's so – but it doesn't get called. I don't know why. But – Yeah, yeah. I mean, are you like, are you referring close to the line? Because like, I know they're allowed to like no. get after pretty good. No, no, the no. Line. Like right before he catches the ball, he does like a little,
1: mm, like a little I mean, like
3: love. He does like a little where, love tap to the DB. Maybe he just doesn't extend far enough because that's where they get everybody is when the arms are extended. But um, maybe that's where the report of him like not being able to separate came from. Him pushing off a lot in camp and getting called for it. I don't know. Just watch, high watch the highlights. Watch the highlights of the Raiders game this past week. All mm-hmm. of his catches were, were a little OPI ish and that's mm-hmm. just my salt coming out. Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I really haven't seen, but Max seemed to agree with it. And I don't know. I, I am done fading chase people. You have heard that here. Nixie He's repenting. You, Sorry. you, <laughs> yeah. That championship game between us, that will stick in my memories forever. But both of these guys, like I have Elijah Mitchell in the Mike Rabel league that we were talking about. I absolutely love him. I paid Nick C at 2024 first, I believe. Uh, Yes, he's shaking his head. Yes. So that is confirmed. I don't know. I might be shopping him to see how high his value is because I am with Max. As much as I love him, where he got drafted in the NFL draft is definitely concerning. And Shanahan is – I mean, he trusts him. He gives him, you know, like Max said, he's given him 27 carries, but Shanahan is so willing to kick someone to the curb and find someone else new. Like, he will literally just sign bums off the street and make them good. Like, Raheem Mostert, I mean, he was nobody before he got to the 49ers, and then, like, you know, I think he's a 28, 29-year-old. I mean, that we started to really care about him because he got on the 49ers squad. So, um, that's my biggest thing with him. I don't trust Shanahan as much as any other coach chase, I I like literally can't talk about him. Like he makes me so sick to my stomach. I want him on my rosters, but it's going to, it's going to cost you an arm leg. uh, Just whatever body that toenail. Yeah. If you got long hair, you're luscious, long locks, like myself, like it would take that. So I just, uh, I I can't speak about him enough. If you don't have him, you just wish you would. You're not going to get him for a good price.
2: I, I brought him up more for the fact of wishful thinking. But,
3: Peter, go on. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not going
1: to tack on a super long conversation on anything you guys just said succinct. Something I will say, I had the number one waiver priority in the Mike Vrabel League as well as a different league, and I love holding waiver prios. I love holding waiver prios. It's my favorite thing to do. Like, just hold it until you know some studs on the waivers. Yeah. And I remember getting the waiver in Mike Vrabel I had the number one raver all year and never used it. And I looked for Elijah Mitchell because I was like, okay, like this young guy, you know, he's getting the work. I might as well use it on some like long shot that can win me a championship this year. And he wasn't there. Somebody had picked him up like three weeks before, of course, you know, the, the sweats we have over in the Mike Vrabel league, mm-hmm. but, um, in a different league, I picked him up and ended up trading him for, I believe Corey Davis straight. Um,
2: oh. who, who did you trade him to Just I traded him to
1: you Max and you know why I traded him to you <laughs> you know why I traded him to you so good because, because you're a great salesman you, <laughs> you hit me with my jet. you hit me right where it hurts you hit me in the green and white hit me in the Jets fandom Corey Davis was fre- I believe Corey Davis was fresh off the uh, bomb that Zach Wilson threw him in the Titans game man
3: I was. Uh, and the preseason when he had like what yeah 12 14 was, targets in that one preseason game man i was hyped for Corey davis i was, I was like Pete Corey davis uh <laughs> but still <laughs> i it was a bad t- bad
1: decision to go running back for wide receiver straight uh, especially when my <laughs> team needed running back depth and i feel like if i had him i would have made it i think i might have won our playoff game oh wait no mm. different league my bad
2: different league mm. you didn't make the playoffs but in still the league, but. Yeah.
1: I didn't make the playoffs with That's like serious. a top three roster for some reason.
2: It happens. It really does. But <laughs> I'm glad, I'm glad this trade still haunts you, Peter. I, I like to leave lasting impact on my trade partners. This is true.
1: It's like, uh, if anybody knows Gunter O'Dim from the Witcher, uh, the, I, I know you guys don't, mm. but it's like a deal with the devil. Basically it's like, Oh, you get what you want in the short term, but the long term, not fun who wins and that it's it's always you in the long term you always find a way to win that's what i admire about you i admire that Thank but you, we'll move forward
3: jace let's hear it yeah for my boom i got good old reliable the serial producer himself mike evans going crazy this past week 10 targets nine receptions 117 yards and a tutty I am going to keep it pretty brief on him. Godwin is not going to be back next season. He's got that late season ACL free agent. Gronk is also free agent, which I feel like that's something that's being thrown a lot, uh, thrown around a lot on Twitter, on Twitter. Like, you know, he's going to be gone. I don't know. Gronk came out of retirement to play with Tom in Tampa. I don't think he's like going to go play for anybody else at this point. So I think he's probably coming back, Yeah. but he is, you know, like he's a tight end, you know, Um, and he's an old Titan at that. Tom, he definitely trusts him, but, you know, six to eight targets is what he's getting max in a game. So, um, you know, on a consistent basis for a ceiling, six to eight targets, maybe more on some games, but, you know, it's going to be Mike Evans in that offense if Tom sticks around, and he, a thousand-yard producer every single season since he's been in the league, that is not going to stop. I know he's getting older, but I feel like he's got, you know, as long as Tom is there on that team and he's the true wide receiver one on that team um, in front of, like, Tyler Johnson or Scotty Miller, I don't know who else are, they're going to add in that offense. But, I mean, 1,000 yards is the baseline for him. if I think he's probably got a, you know, a 1,400, 1,500-yard 1, season in the tank um, if he's the true only option in that offense, if not more. So go get Mike Evans if you're a competitor right now. If you're a rebuilder. Do not sell him low. Well. He sell him for what he's worth, and that's a serial producer who's going to put up a ton of numbers next season.
1: Absolutely. The only scary thing is if Godwin resigns, and I I, I know you're saying it's not going to happen. I don't know. I feel like the Bucks understand his value, and they'd
3: rather have him than draft some rookie like Jahan Dotson or something like that. That is fair, but even if they do re-sign him, his ACL was so late that he is not going to be ready for a good portion of next season, if not the entire season. So, yeah, for a rebuilder going for it next year, go get him because, like... 100%. Even if you only get him as the wide receiver one, so he has, like, a crazy miraculous comeback, and he comes back, like, like halfway through the season. If you get half a season as of what Mike Evans can do as the wide receiver one with Tom... Oh my God. Watch out. Like he, he's going to be a top five option.
2: Yeah. It's just, it's just about the cliff. You know, you you don't want to get caught on the cliff. He's definitely getting up there in age and he's done it every year. He's kind of like Kelsey, you know, like what tight end number one every year, except for this year, Peter, we know Mark Andrews tight end one, but he is yes. so consistent. Yeah. Thousand yards, yeah. Touchdowns. It's, okay. All right. Um, There's my evil laugh. My evil Mark left. Andrews left. <laughs> yeah, we should we should send that to Mark. Um it was uh it was just he just scares me a little bit. I think Godwin will be back personally, I really do. Like Jace, I know you talked about like a long recovery. Even if it's nine months, it's like nine months with the ACL. That still puts him in September. I get he won't have much of an off season, but I think he could be back and he'll play till Tom leaves. And when Tom leaves, they'll both leave and they'll both be irrelevant. So it really depends on Father Tom. On
1: mm-hmm. Father Tom.
3: Father Tom.
1: All right, all right. Enough conversation about the booms. Let's move into the more stinky players this week. Let's get into the busts.
3: Shame, shame, shame.
1: All right, Jace, snaking back around to you. Let's hear it.
2: Wait, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna steal it real quick. Um, oh, oh, actually, I don't the, like this. My bust of the week is. All of Peter's fantasy teams are just like, I don't know what he's doing with them. He's running them into the ground. Peter, I don't know. Jeez.
1: How
2: am I running my team into the ground? You just I'm said messing, I did a good I'm messing. I'm with uh... <laughs> dude. Come on.
1: He knows – Max he... knows how to grind my gears. He lived with me for basically four years in college, so.
3: <laughs> yeah, man. Max is out for blood, just like our boy Cam Akers, man. Um, but that that's not who I'm talking about. I got a real disappointment here for you guys. This is T. Higgins. This is my boy. I love him. Absolutely love him. Um, four targets this past week, one catch, 10 yards. And I think he had two drops sprinkled in there. I, I know uh, at least one of them I saw was like a, a toe tap where he was fading out of bounds. It was a tough play. Um, but I think – I mean, the Dynasty community has just been on fire recently comparing him to CeeDee Lamb and all kinds of top-tier wide receivers. And I'm everywhere I see Dynasty rankings, he's top 10 – or top 12. Like, um, the consensus around him is nothing but positive. So, um, and I and I can't do nothing more but agree with that. And I might be a little bit biased, just he's a prospect I've been in love with for so long. And um, I think if there's any dip whatsoever, um, after this game, go out and get him 100%. This weekend, looking uh, forward to our sports betting picks, if we have an episode, if we tweet it out either one, I'm going to be on T. Higgins 100% checking his out because um, I think he's due for a huge rebound game against Tennessee. Um, but to go back to, you know, this past game, the the Raiders, they've been a tough, I think they're a top five defense against wide receivers this season. It's a super tough matchup. And I know Joe Burrow went crazy and cooked with, you know, Uzama and Chase. That That's a tough matchup. He had a tough matchup. Um, I think he was matchup against Hayward. Um very tough secondary, so totally excusable. He missed the previous game too, so he's slightly banged up. Just from a long term perspective, go get him one hundred percent if there's a dip.
2: Yeah, if you can buy the dip on him. I mean, I, I know Kevin's still labeling him as untouchable. Jace is pretty close to untouchable. Like no players untouchable, but this is true. This is true. Mm-hmm. I mean, Jonathan Taylor and Jamar Chase might be the only two untouchable players in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I think T Higgins has a price. If there's a dip in any leagues, I would definitely go buy him. He's just so talented. Tied with Joe Burrow, like Jay said, for probably five, six years at least, if not longer. Mm-hmm. He's just an alpha receiver that is like – he's a 1A, 1B. like, And I think teams next year, they're really going to start keying in on Chase, like whether it's a double mm-hmm. team or whatever it is. And I think T. Higgins will make a lot of owners very happy.
1: Um, I'll keep this pretty brief. Everybody here knows that I like T. Higgins. I'm not completely and utterly in love with him just because of his floor play. Uh, His ceiling is through the roof, but his floor weekly is so disgusting. Uh, We've seen it happen throughout the season as well. Uh, We're going to talk later about him statistically as well as CeeDee Lamb and his other quote-unquote like-minded receivers. Um, But I wouldn't label him top 12 dynasty wide receiver asset at this time. Ooh, I, I feel like that offense while being able to support a lot, it can't support a top 12 running back and two top 12 wide receivers. I I think it's just, I think it's just impossible to bank on that. And I'd rather have chase over T Higgins, you know, like everybody else. So T Higgins is my, uh, my man on, on the outs in that offense, but I still do think he's a top 24 asset, probably even top 16 asset but i just can't put that
3: top 12 label on him right now moving forward just uh i gotta come to his rescue a little bit like mix <laughs> mix Mixon, um you know like he just had an outstanding year but like he was getting he really the did. end zone every week almost every single week it seemed like having these huge games and like he's a guy that you know we've seen the ups and downs with him him missing time him him being game scripted out of a lot of games, kinda of like Josh Jacobs earlier on in his career. And, you know, I don't know, he's getting older and older. Like, you know, T. Higgins just turned twenty-three not too long ago. Joe Burrow's so young, like from a dynasty lens, Joe Mixon's gonna be out of there sooner rather than later, at least kaput sooner Cut. rather than later. And it's like Higgins and Chase are gonna be like, even if he's the one B to Chase's one A, which if you look at the targets, uh you know, T. Higgins has missed a lot of time due to injuries and stuff this season. But I mean, like, he's put up huge 15 target games and stuff like that. And he it's because of the route tree he has. Like he is truly the second coming of AJ Green. So, you know, while the touchdown upside has materialized and gone to Chase's side one hundred percent, you know, I always thought his size would be the separator in the red zone, but the the Burrow chase connection in the red zone is undeniable at this point. So I think he's just going to be a PPR like monster moving forward. Like the floor's been low, but it is only his second season. If he's going to move up from this point, and the Bengals are going to move up, like the top twelve is easily locked in for me. I even I need to redo my rankings, but top ten is probably what I got him at too. I'll I'll say one thing, and then I'll hand it over to our resident Bearcat here, who
1: has a a pulse on the city of Cincinnati. Um, For me. It's not like it's not like Tyler Boyd is Byron Pringle. You know, that guy's going to have his feed. Yeah. Jamar Chase is going to have his feed. Uzama has – I'm not saying Uzama's going to steal, but like Uzama has his games where he goes off for like six receptions and like 100 yards, you know, and mm-hmm. then mixing the ad. It's just – there's a lot of moving pieces there. Uh, you could compare it to Dallas. And yeah, yeah. You could definitely compare it to Dallas. Uh, Very comparable. That, offense, that offensive system moving forward. Very comparable. So Mr Mr. Bearcat, let's hear what does the city of Cincinnati think?
0: Well I would love to say that I'm super tapped in, but I'm actually back home. So but I think I don't know, like you said, Peter, I think it's very comparable with the Dallas situation. And like I definitely could see your argument, but did you say wait, did you say T outside of top twelve, right? Like in twenty four ish.
1: Yeah. I, I I really see like I'd probably rather spitball him around like the sixteen mark, whether that's up to, down to. Uh just he's around that kind of area for me. Like I'd rather have seriously, on a serious note, I'd probably rather have Godwin moving forward. Like oh, y- Yeah. Even off the ACL, I'd rather have Godwin.
0: Oh yeah, I could see it. I mean, i I'm, I'm would say personally I'm not as high on T as kind of like Chase and Max. Um, but I I think he's definitely top 15 I mean you were kind of saying around 16 areas so I think I'm I kind of lean more towards uh, your argument Peter on, on a serious note again
1: go poke go poke around your league see who's got T and what they value him because there's some guys out there like Nick C and I where you know he's not immovable and there's guys out there like like you and Max that really think he's you know could be top 10 so go 100%. go out there and give a feeler like Great one of the team. owners in our league uh, I won't name names just said Josh Jacobs is the top eight dynasty running back and I had to laugh have Google <laughs> Oh all right. He did it to him. We will move we'll move into Max's bust
2: right now. Yeah, my bust besides Peter's all of Peter's fantasy teams is um Ezekiel Elliott. I mean I, I think I can speak for um basically all of us here when I say Zeke is done. I don't I, I, I figured that some news would come out that Zeke was playing with some sort of injury and that's why he was not doing well. I don't care if you have an injury, I don't care if you're Zeke. I don't care if you're Baker Mayfield, you shouldn't be playing. You can put in Tony Pollard, who will be more beneficial to the game. I don't want to use that as an excuse. If you tore your PCL in week four, then played 18 weeks on it. I don't care, Ezekiel Elliott. I do not care. And it is so tilting that everyone is still like, oh, Zeke this, Zeke that. No, he's done. Put in Tony Pollard and move on. The experiment's over. Dallas, this was your chance. You're gonna lose Dan Quinn. You're gonna lose Colin Moore. You're done.
1: Yeah, this is uh this is my condolences. I'm here to pay respect to the 2013 to 20 now 21 Dallas Cowboys. It was a great run. Zero playoff wins. Two playoff appearances. Uh, you guys, you guys had a really great stretch. Zeke was nice while it lasted. Dak was nice while he lasted and you know he's kind of tailed off a little bit with all those weapons that offensive line's another year older tyron smith can't stay on the field um the dallas if i'm a a dallas fantasy owner at any capacity whether that's defense running back wide receiver i'd be a little scared Moving forward, running back, wide receiver, defense, whatever kind of thing, even quarterback Dak does look good, but he's still not that same asset you probably traded for or bought the only player. And we'll talk about him in the future of the episode. So I won't get into it bigly uh, that I'm confident in moving forward is CD lamb uh, just because he's so young and the PPR targets moving forward. That's it. That's it. So that's, we'll talk. I said, I said, I said, Max, we'll talk about it later. You know, you can't judge a guy's season off of one game, but, or like even like a stretch of games where that offense was really struggling. But look at Deontay, that offense can't do SHIT. And he, he balls out. So that's, that's all I'll say. Like that entire backfield, I'd be nervous. Like Tony Pollard owners. I'd still rather, I'd rather be a Tony Pollard owner than a Zeke owner at this point. Um, But still, if, if you have any fears in that offense to any degree, Pivoting to the Bengals offense would not be the end of the world at this point. Pivoting to any other high-powered offense would would be preferable because they have a lot of cap problems and a lot of aging guys on that roster.
2: Yeah, quick question before Jace goes. I'll, I'll ask the question, Jace. What do you guys think Tony Pollard's value is in picks?
3: He's at least a first to, to me. At least a 25 first? first? No, I, no he, 22 or 23, a 23 first. I would need a little bit more on top, honestly, just Why? because I, I mean, he's going to be a useful piece like this upcoming year. And if he takes, I don't know, I overvalue him for sure, but that's how I, like someone have to pry him for me because I think he's going to be, he's extremely useful. Yeah. Um, Zeke, Zeke is cooked, but he'll be back next year. And he'll be the RB one going into camp. He will be, he will. they're he, not
1: going to cut him. Jerry is too big to cut like, and not physically speaking, but in Dallas he sells too many jerseys just to cut him, So he'll be back, but we, at some point next year, he will get hurt maybe for an extended period of time, you know, running backs, they don't play every game. And then we'll see Tony Pollard take off. Yeah. And I I think a similar situation, similar situation for
3: AJ Dillon as well. Yeah. I mean, I think A.J. Dillon's probably honestly in a worse spot just because I think Jones has got so much more juice and he's had so much less work on the tires or so so much less tread on the tires. But I'm over-contextualizing, uh, over if that's a word, or I'm maybe creating that one. But uh, like that's in our Mike Rabel League, which is a 12-team half PPR. I'm ready to go. Like I'm ready to go next season. And I'm ready to go to go for a couple of years, honestly, I think with the amount of youth I have on my team. Um, so I'm overvaluing him. Like if I'm going to take a 23 first, that's two years from now. So I'm not going to get that pick when I'm ready to go. Um, so that's why I need more on top. But if it were a 2022, I don't know, uh, probably not middle of the round. Like if someone was flirting around with like a top four pick and, you know, bits and pieces exchange here and there to, uh, you know, get a quote unquote equivalent value, um, in the trade then Yeah, I'd probably do it. Um, but I just think he's extremely useful. If Zeke ever gets hurt and maybe that PCL that was partially torn gets fully torn and he's out like Pollard, he's got so much juice, man. Like he's playing with a torn fasciitis or whatever the hell it's called. Like plantar fasciitis. Yeah. Plantar coat back on. (laughs) Well, it's torn something in his foot and he's still got the juice. Like he looks incredible. Like on the season, he's got to be like four and a half, five yards of carry, like. You've seen him in the in the return game too. He might give you six once a year just from that. Like I don't know. He the the I'm talking about him way too much. Zeke. The only reason he's on the field, if you follow me on Twitter, you saw he is an incredible pass blocker. Um, there's a clip of him taking out two dudes um, with one you know kind of layout sideways layout to get two dudes to protect Dak um, on a pass. So that's the only reason he's in. He does not look good when he's running. Um, but he, the, you guys have said he will be back inefficient or not. They paid him way too much money. Jerry will never bench him, uh, for Pollard. Um, he's going to be around all the strings. Absolutely. By the way, Jerry, Jerry's the coach. That's why McCarthy still has his job. (laughs) 100%. McCarthy is just, I saw a bunch of memes of him just like wearing bullets for, for Jerry Jones and stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, he's going to be there. They paid him a ton of money. Like you said, he sells jerseys. He's Dak's best friend. You know, Dak's going to be pining for him, and he's the leader of the team. So, I don't know. For a competitor, like, I don't know how much value he's going to return, but he's probably going to be so cheap this offseason. He'd probably be worth someone to go get. Like, if you could go get him for, like, two or three seconds from the right guy just trying to scramble and get something, like, hell yeah, just I don't do think, it. I don't think – any owner would sell him for two seconds. I mean, Max sold me Cooper Cup for four seconds and two thirds one time. Like, Ooh. and it, that that—that that, I'm just saying, no, like I'm not. Flexing don't worry, don't worry. Max like is that, still but... gonna
1: win the trade. Max is still gonna win the trade. He'll <laughs> oh, find I a know way. he will. He'll find a way he to will. win the trade. He'll you win know, a Cooper championship. Couple, it'll come out that like he smacked somebody at a bar, and he'll like
3: never play in the league again.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I won the chip.
3: He did. I mean, yeah, Max already got it. And like, we, yeah, we played against each other. He played against Cooper cup and still had his number, So he got me in the end, but I'm just saying sometimes like certain guys, if you throw just a bunch of second and third round value, like for a guy that's middle of the pack or towards the bottom, like guys would be like, Oh, look at all that. Like that could, you know, that could be Elijah Moore or whatever. And sure. You might find the right guy who gets it. So. I don't know. I think he'll probably be really cheap. And like you guys all said, like he's going to be around. So um, I don't know. It's cheap, pretty much guaranteed value in a way. All right. That has been our boom and bust this past
1: week. No. What did I not go? Oh, I'm trying to avoid it. It's a perfect segue. (laughs) Actually, this is is a perfect segue. (laughs) Um, so we'll kind of, we'll kind of morph these two sections together. We are going to get into our Twitter points now. Um, these are, I think four, four different, uh, arguments that we saw going on in the fantasy football community on Twitter. And we're going to weigh in on them, uh, for all of you out there, our loyal listeners. And as you can tell, I'm, I'm, I'm getting a bated breath. I'm getting rattled a little bit. My, uh, My word flow is not working as good because I'm trying to think about how I'm going to defend my boy CeeDee Lamb after a one catch for 21 yard performance against the 49ers. Um, So technically, we were talking about a top three wide receivers for Dynasty moving forward into next year. And then this sparked the argument. So we'll talk about who the top three wide receivers are for Dynasty next year. Uh, And then inside of that argument is the T. Higgins or CeeDee Lamb moving forward in the next year argument. So we'll start T Higgins versus CD lamb. Everybody knows my side of the argument and number wise, they, they rattled off similar seasons, but it's all faith-based for me. I, I believe in CD skill set. I'm not saying that T Higgins doesn't have similar skills. I, I I just can't, I can't get off a CD. I think I'm, I think it's the star. I'm too busy looking at the star on his helmet.
2: As much as I, I hate, agreeing with peter like i love t higgins but the star man it is powerful like
1: oh my god <laughs> it's so powerful
2: it is man like i you see see you see the number 88 you see the star you see just the legend you see the first
1: down celebration
2: you do i mean i'm going to still go oh man that's really tough
1: i'm um, really quick well i'll i'll do this for everybody out there so t higgins stat line on the season 110 targets 74 receptions and 1091 yards. CD Lamb, 120 targets, so 10 more targets, five more receptions. CD did have a drop problem this year. Um and he had 10 extra yards per uh 10 extra yards on the season for 1102. Uh and they both finished with six touchdowns.
3: Now, real quick, I'm I think lose. CD CD missed one game and played forty-two percent of the snaps against Atlanta, but he still put up twenty-five fantasy points. He put up two tutties and ninety-four yards. T. Higgins, I believe, missed quite a bit more games too. Just for reference, I believe he missed one, two, three. Okay, three games T. missed. So, just that's in the context too for you know maybe the targets and the yards.
1: CD didn't catch a touchdown since Atlanta. In week ten,
2: Jeez. that's wild. That's wild. Uh, I'm gonna keep it short. I'm gonna go CD. Mm. Uh, I'm gonna go CD because I think. Am I lagging?
1: Yes. No.
2: A little bit. Am I lagging now? Nope.
0: Mm-mm.
2: I'm gonna go CD Lamb. I think that Amari Cooper is out, obviously, before Jamar Chase is. I think it leaves CD with the number one option. I believe in Dak still. Obviously, I I, I think Joe Burrow is the better quarterback than Dak. But I just think the star, the skill set, the name, it, I'm going to go CD by a hair.
3: Jace, I'll let you go here so I can be the deciding vote. Okay. <laughs> I I, th- I think it's actually not – I think I'm going to take CD too, to be honest. Whoa. It's, I know that's probably, like, extremely shocking. <laughs> but uh, should I read these stats off? Do you want me to read these stats Do off it. from this go guy? Go for it. Go okay. for it. I mean – this is and this is what's been guy. going around. Shout out the guy from Twitter. hundred percent. I, I actually follow this guy. He is he's actually a really good presence on Twitter. Um, he rattles off a lot of good stats. I haven't listened to any of his content or seen any of his content, but he is a really good Twitter follow. So this is um, at s wallace underscore ff. So s wallace underscore ff um, on Twitter, and he has some stats comparing the two. Um, this is per game stats from weeks one day one to eighteen. T. Higgins, 8.4 targets compared to C.D. 8.1 targets. 5.4 receptions for T. Higgins, uh, 5.1 receptions for C.D. Lamb. T. Higgins, 77.9 yards per game. C.D. Lamb, 69.8 yards. Uh, T. Higgins, 0. 0.4 touchdowns per game. And C.D. Lamb, also 0. 0.4 touchdowns uh, per game. And then lastly, fantasy points, 15.7 points per game for T. Higgins and for C.D. Lamb, 14.8 points. Yeah, T. Higgins pretty much outscored him and almost all the categories, if not tying him and others. So um, I don't know. For me, at the end of the day, I'm with Max like Amari Cooper is 100 percent going to be out before Jamar Chase is like Jamar Chase will most likely. I mean, I don't know how things stretch out, but the way things are trending will probably like retire as a Bengal <laughs> with Joe Burrow. Um, yeah, so. they, they will not let that man walk. They've been together since their freshman years at LSU and they've been in the league together. I don't know how all that adds up, but they've been together forever. T Higgins. At the end of the day, Mixon is younger than Zeke. I don't think, you know, Pollard as much as I like him. There's a reason he hasn't like truly replaced Zeke. So I don't know if he's like absolutely that guy that Zeke was. Um, If he's going to have to, you know, demand the amount of targets and workload that Zeke did. Um, Amari, he's gone. So at the end of the day, I think CD is going to be the true one on a team before T Higgins could ever imagine being the true one on a team. So, um, I I just think it'll happen a lot quicker for CD. Um, but I, it's really tough next year. Yeah. Hopefully no Dalton Schultz because they have Blake Jarwin and I mean, people were really pining for him to break out and stuff. So I don't know. I just think he'll end up being the number one target before T could, ever re- dream of replacing jamar chase like it, their connections undeniable at this point
1: yeah uh i won't beat a dead horse as uh as they like to say but i i really love cd it is about seeing the star i i can see him evolving and i'll, I'll you can either say it's evolving or devolving into a deontay johnson-esque role uh in that offense with a lot of those players ending up not being able to stay because of the cap. And he's just there because of his rookie contract. So he's going to get a lot of underneath work and then just be the PPR machine. Cause you know, Amari will be out the door, whether they trade him this year, next year, or he just walks next year. Not, not this like upcoming season, the following season. Um, Cedric Wilson is not going to be a true number one. I, I have no idea what Dallas does in the draft, you know, Jerry has no idea what he's going to do in the draft. So if they draft a receiver, that'd be stupid. But it's the same path that that Max and uh, Jace kind of found together that, that I'm agreeing with. You know, CD's going to find a way to find a way to be the number one before T. Higgins will find a way to find a way to be the one.
3: Yeah, real quick, we're comparing the two, but a comparison that I have is like – I mean, you you can even throw tomatoes at me for this. There was a sizable dip for Jamar Chase before the season started. And I feel like, you know, everyone just started nitpicking the talent. And especially coming off this game on wildcard weekend where we have talked about it on the side. This is Vegas's best time to make a ton of money because it's less games. There's more eyes on the games are more important. I feel like everyone's overreacting a little bit, 100 percent to how, you know, CD is like his value is so. Like a possible guy, if you have Terry McLaurin on your team and the the CD Lamb owner, you could convince them to do, to do a straight up deal, one hundred and twenty thousand percent. Go do that. Go fiddle around with things like that because his value is a top five dynasty wide receiver, and I've seen it as low as wide receiver fourteen at this point. So CD? if you find yes, see yes, that's so such a shame. That's such a shame. That's what I'm saying. So like. Even if you have T. Higgins and people are valuing T. Higgins over C.D. Lamb, go get C.D. Lamb plus for T. Higgins, 120 percent like C.D. I mean, you got to bank on the guy 100 percent. There's a lot of hate going around for him. I'm not necessarily a guy that was banging the drum for him like Peter was by any means. But the value that you're going to get and the way people are viewing him right now is just it's ridiculous. It's he's still an awesome talent. So. It's overreaction week, 100%. All right. We're going to get through the rest of the Twitter points now.
1: Really quick rundown. Just, you know, season's over. Let's get our top three dynasty wide receivers moving into next year.
2: The question is over the next three years.
1: Sorry. Over the next three seasons, who would be your
3: top three? I can keep it really quick. Justin Jefferson, A.J. Brown, Jamar Chase, in that order, 100%.
1: It's going to be three's company where the the top two are probably going to be the same. And then Mm -hmm. it's going to be the change in the third one. So, Max, it looks like you disagree.
2: I have Jamar Chase at one, um, Justin Jefferson at two. Hater. You might think I'm crazy. DK Metcalf. I think Devontae Adams at three. No, you're not crazy. That's what I've seen. On, I've seen that on Twitter, too.
1: It's going to depend. It's really going to depend on how the playoffs go. You know, if Green Bay makes – I'll say if they don't make it to the Super Bowl, we're in scary times with the Packers. If they make it and lose, I feel like they run it back. Or if they make it and win, you know they're going to run it back uh, with Rodgers. It's It's really scary with Devonte, uh and i i was a buyer of Devonte this this week in my big mega deal and uh, not in the big mega deal in a, in a different deal i bought Devonte. i'm trying to i tried to buy the dip by the uh by the people that are scared of rogers it's what i should have done in the offseason and i didn't um so i don't know i feel like my one is probably jefferson just we have two years of work two years body of work with a worse quarterback mm-hmm. uh and then two would be Jamar Chase, as, as everyone I'm sure knows. I feel like I would have put Godwin at three if it wasn't for the uh, for the ACL. Uh, wow. I'm, a, I'm a firm believer in him, but I can't do that. A lot of people say, you know, Diggs had a great year, uh, and he's tied to Josh Allen, the stallion moving forward. But I'm actually going to have to agree with Max. Devontae is a proven talent. He is a physical specimen as well. And his route running is by far best in the league as long as him and Roger stay together. And this is as of right now, as of the time of recording, I am completely in on Devontae over the next three years, even though he'll finish his third year at what, 32? Uh,
3: Yeah, I think he, yeah, his third season would be age 31, pretty much all the way through it. I, the only thing he's a
1: freak. He's, he's Jerry Rice, really quick. He's like, he's Jerry Rice. He is. Any like of the great receivers, he he he's just any of these like, he's Randy Moss. He he's mm-hmm. all of these guys all combined uh, mm-hmm. into into one player. So, you know, I'm not trying to say that he. Sorry, that it, it was bad to say. I'm not trying to say he is Randy Moss or he no, is no, no no Gary Rice. I'm just saying he's up there in caliber with these like all time Hall of Famers, like top 100 NFL players of all time. Um, 100%. so I, I have no problem seeing him play into the thirties and play efficiently into his thirties.
3: Yeah. I think honestly, like me sitting here thinking about it, like the age for all the three guys I listed are just, you know, those guys are going to be in the league 100% and there's no cliff whatsoever. Whereas like Cooper cup, Nick i I'm pretty sure his choice would be Tyreek Hill, um, you know, Devontae Adams, these guys are all getting a little closer to the cliff than the guys that I listed. So like the guarantee is just there, but I think I I really agree with what you're saying. It's really like changed my mind live on air is when we have talents like this in the NFL, it's like betting against Brady almost, you know, like every generation has their generational talents. We're getting to live through Brady. You never bet against him. Our generations, Randy Moss or our generations, Jerry Rice is 100% Devontae Adams. So when you have those guys, yeah one don't bet against them so like and it, him at three does not sound crazy to me whatsoever especially after re, you brought that up really quick just two, literally two seconds before max pops in here he's like six foot three and like
1: 215 pounds too he's not tyree kill a little like five foot nine guy running around like a speedster right. who's you know one bad hit away from not playing in the league again you know this guy's a physical specimen and you know knock on wood but he, he's he's a tank he's a tank. Mm-hmm.
2: 100%. My timer has that longer than two seconds, but um, I'll say five seconds. If he leaves Green Bay, he's going to Las Vegas and playing with Derek Carr, which I'm fine
1: with. Oh, Fresno yeah. State connection. <laughs> That's right. The Fresno State. I feel like they'll franchise tag him no matter what. Um, Only time will tell. I feel like it's impossible that they don't because Rodgers can't get franchise tagged or he can, but then he would request a trade because uh, he didn't get a deal. And then Devontae, they wouldn't let him walk. And I feel like franchise tagging would actually be a disservice. Cause it's the average of the top three salaries, and he should be
3: the top salary. So I think if you be on a pay cut. I think if you put Devontae Adams with Mason Rudolph, he'd still get the ball and be good for fantasy. Like guys as good as I mean, like I feel like he's so old and everyone's so used to him being in the league. No disrespect Devonte, if you're listening by any chance, but, uh, you know, go watch some Devonte Adams clips on YouTube of his route running. Like, I feel like he's forgotten about because we're so used to him. Like go appreciate it because he, I mean, is a cold blooded killer against DBs and safeties. Like the way he can, you know, look like he's running one way and then dart the other way or stop on a dime and turn the other way. It's, it's, Something to behold. If you like Jerry Judy stuff, you'll like Devonte Adams stuff. One hundred. Oh God, never compare those two ever again, please. Yo, just please. please. <laughs> please. Good call. Hey, we can compare them on cone drills at least. On cone,
1: dude, they might be they might be uh, uh combine legends. <laughs> All what right, Uh we have three more three more talking points. Two quick ones that we'll get out of the way now. Uh Just quick spitballs. One oh one in twenty twenty two. Or Deontay Johnson, and I saw a stat. He might be the only player that actually gets hurt by a quarterback upgrade in like fantasy football ever. Pop. Yeah, so.
3: yeah. I I give me the twenty twenty two one hundred one because for me, we were talking about it today either Drake London or Traylon Burks. For me, it's it's Traylon Burks. Just I think he's the second coming of AJ Brown. I think he's a little bigger than AJ Brown actually, or a little faster. Either one of those metrics, but. I don't have A.J. Brown anywhere. I want him so bad. So, any, you know, the next best thing, I'm going to take it. Um, Deontay, I'm just a little scared of the quarterback situation. You know, he could land someone. They could land someone. I don't – Max has said it a bunch. They don't – they're probably not going to go sit in mediocrity. Uh, Mike Tomlin and the Steelers have never been about that. But at the end of the day, I I can't pass down Traylon Burks. I'm in love with him at this point.
2: I I just – I can't sit here and like I- i'm gonna take the proven talent I'm-, I'm gonna take deontay johnson um i just i'm not gonna sit here and pick a rookie who's not played in the nfl you know if it was chase even chase I- I- would i pick him at this point last year no i probably wouldn't I- i'm gonna think taking- i'm taking deontay johnson
1: the drop to or whatever yeah. people call him um yeah <laughs> I'll- i guess i'm the deciding vote here i'll probably say I'd rather have the one hundred and one just to trade the one hundred and one closer to the draft. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's that's my uh, that's my political answer. That's me pushing the uh, kicking the can down the uh, down the street for another conversation for later. So, uh, yeah, I would definitely rather have the asset of one hundred and one mm-hmm. than the asset of Deontay Johnson right now. Fair enough. All right, another one. The 101 or Cam Akers, I feel like that's pretty simple. Uh, I'll even start us off here. I'd rather have
3: their 101 than Cam Akers, 100%. I will second that. Give me the long-term dynasty asset in either wide receiver that you're going to draft at the 101. To me, there's not a running back in this class. I mean, I don't know. The draft's going to come around, and people are going to go to different teams, and situations are going to come around, draft situations that is. I don't know. I'm gonna take a wide receiver. If I have a top three pick, give me the wide receiver rather than the running back coming off the
2: Achilles tear. Yeah, I'm with you guys there.
1: I can't believe people were actually saying Cam Akers, but maybe they were just LA homers. Um, and then our last one, Darren Waller or Patrick Fryermuth. Uh moving forward, Waller is twenty nine. I know he's a lighter touch because of his uh not lighter touch he's a lighter snap count guy because of his uh his previous history with um, you know all of his off the field issues uh we'll mm-hmm. we'll leave it at that um, shout out to him for Walter Payton man of the year this year you know I want to talk about where you were and where you're at now really uh really proud 100%. of him um but so Waller being 29 or Patrick firemouth being I believe only 23. Um, Waller's stats on the season were 93 targets, 55 receptions, 665 yards, and two touchdowns. And he missed six games. And then Fryer moves rookie year, he saw 79 targets, 60 receptions. So five more, uh, less yardage by almost 150, and then five more touchdowns, though. I'll take the
3: Muth. Oh. Wow. I, uh, I I got to ride with Waller personally. Like, I I know he's getting old, but tight ends. Shoot, man. We saw Jason Witten come out of broadcasting to come play tight end. Like, tight ends, man. Jared Cook. Uh, Talk about Dude, Aaron Rodgers. Don't, don't be talking hey. bad about Ken Cook. That's no, no, I'm not. I'm That's one of to, my guys. You <laughs> 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 I'm giving him all the credit. He's old as hell, but he's still out there balling. Like, he got a new contract as a 34-year-old tight end. Uh, good for him. Gronk came out of retirement, old as hell. Um, shoot, who else am I thinking about? Oh, Big Dog from the Green Bay Packers, Mercedes Lewis. He's like a 1,000 years old and still free, playing tight so like And playing well. Playing absolutely well. Such an integral part to their offense. Waller, I don't care if he's 30, 31. Like I think, I don't know, he got a late start to his career, not a lot of tread on the tires. I think there's a sizable dip right now. Um, with Absolutely. Mr. Darren Waller. Absolutely. Yeah, and I think, honestly, something that just popped into my head, I have TJ Hawkinson in the Mike Vrabel League. Uh, Mr. Alex Whiteman has Darren Waller. He's pretty ready to roll, too, so uh, I don't know how he'd feel about it, but I'd, I'd still probably send Hawk over for Waller straight up. Um, I, right. I think I'd, I'd still have Waller over Hawk in Dynasty rankings.
1: I'm going to rephrase it. I'm gonna rephrase it really quick, and then we'll call it quits for the episode. So, instead of Fryermouth, let's say. I feel like this is actually one that'll make a lot of people out there think. I think it'd be a little bit more
2: split. Mm-hmm. Dallas Goddard, mm. Goddard or Waller? Waller, hundred percent. I I can't stand Dallas. I think Dallas Goddard's so overrated. I'm taking Waller. Dude, Goddard, <laughs> Goddard almost had a hundred yards against the Bucks the other day. So. Whoa, almost a hundred. Look, you, know, you laugh.
1: I, I, I know you laugh, and, look, I have my biases. I have my DK bias. You have your Dallas Goddard bias, and that's perfectly fine. But, like, this guy showed up, and he did drop a really bad ball, and that's okay. But tight ends are so hard to find. And to hear that a tight end almost went for 100 yards against one of the top five defenses in the league, come
3: on, man. You got to admit that there's something there. Goddard, he's just – its the it's the passing pie, man. Like, if they stop running so much and throw it a lot more and hurts, you know, we talked about today, he's going to stick around. If he gets a little bit better, I mean, Mark Andrews was Dallas Goddard like two years ago or, or a year ago. Did he bad. just caught, he caught more touchdowns. And then all of a sudden, Lamar started chucking it more. And now he's the number one dynasty tight end, if you ask. I mean, you could debate him or Kyle Pitts, but personally, give or me Kelsey. Mark Andrews. Yeah, or Kelsey. But anyway, I compared Waller. To Hawkinson and saying I'd rather have Waller, I think that's an obvious. Give me Waller over Firemuth, one hundred percent. Like hundred percent. If you believe in Deontay Johnson, like he's still going to get his target share. I still believe in Chase Claypool, even though I think he's a looks like Tarzan, plays like Jane kind of guy. <laughs> um, I, 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 I think he is soft as hell. Where did and you steal that from? There's no way you came up with that. That's from my dad. That's from my dad. He used to say about dudes uh, when I was growing up playing football. Like, looks like Tarzan
1: plays like Jane.
3: Yeah. If they ever had like a big ass D in, my dad would be like, that guy just looks like Tarzan. He plays like Jane, man. And like, uh, I don't know. I think Claypool is that. Like, Claypool is always like rubbing his arms and stuff. Like, he's always hurt as hell out there. Like, dude, you're huge. Yeah. You're TikTok. You never saw Megatron out there, like, bruised up and stuff. So, I don't know. Uh, Megatron was just smoking pot in the back. No doubt. No doubt. Anyways, Claypool's going to get his target share. Deontay's going to get his target share. Najee's going to get his. I don't know who's going to be a quarterback. Friar although he's a really good dynasty asset because of the youth and what he's shown to do in his rookie season. The The Muth's youth. (laughs) <laughs> the youth. Wow. That's like really tough to say, but uh I like that. Waller on the other hand, like last season, like think about how high everyone was valuing him only a season ago. Like when he yeah. put a double digit touchdowns and almost 2000 yards or I, like, I mean, I think he's still
2: got that in the tank. 100%.
1: That's your daily reminder to hold on to a rub until uh he finds a new home
2: true can i i'm gonna say my trade real quick i just want an answer and then we're gonna end the podcast no explanation we're leaving it on the cliffhanger nixie's gonna put it up for a vote Ooh.
1: on the twitter put it up on the twitter for a vote
2: on the twitter terry McLaurin and a 2023 second rounder probably in the top half not a playoff team okay for, for cam Akers.
3: um shoot give me give me terry in the second i literally like can't help myself from grabbing wide receivers in dynasty like i'm in Mike rabel if i tr- i have Aaron Jones, AJ Dillon, Tony Pollard and Elijah Mitchell those are my only notable running backs i might not have any of them and i might have like 20 wide receivers by the end of this off season like i oh love mind. wide receivers in dynasty give
1: give me cam akers running back is so hard to find he looked very good and you know what? Washington's gonna have a rookie quarterback next year because they're not so they're not gonna be in on any of the big free agent names or, or trade names. Uh, they'll they'll hundred percent so draft like Matt Corral or Coral or however you pronounce his name, uh, or they'll draft Kenny Pickett or whoever balls out at the combine. Um, I we know rookie quarterbacks. They don't maybe actually. Uh, and, whoa, I just had an epiphany. Go out and grab uh, – go out and grab – who's the tight end for Washington? Logan, Logan Thomas. Thomas. Dude, yeah. Beast. They're going to have a rookie quarterback. Go grab him next year. Um, but, no, I just – we saw a body of work with Terry this year. Um, I'm not saying that's his talent indicative, but, yeah, you know, I, I would just rather bank with the guy that we have seen play well lately. Mm -hmm. And I'll say, I'll say lately in a seconds of like a flyer.
3: Yeah. Nixie, I want you to jump in right after this, but I kind of, I'm going to backtrack myself a little bit. I think I still want Terry in the second. Ah, man. I don't know. Actually. I'm really close. Give me cam makers. I have made the full switch. I've gone. Give me. I'm sorry. The Peter argument never fails. (laughs) Yo, you got me. And like, I saw this thing on Twitter today too. It's like, Terry's going to be 27 years old like he, he might be closer to the, you know, his ceiling of value than we might think. And it, you know, it might be time to move on for him and Jason Moore and the fantasy footballer shout out to them. I, if you're listening to us, you definitely know who they are. Um, you know, he talks about how wide receivers in the league, like the ones that need quarterbacks more often than not, no matter how likely it is, it seems that they're going to go get a new quarterback. Those wide receivers like more often than not, they don't get it. Like they get a rookie quarterback, like Peter's going to say. And like, I don't know, like the, his perceived youth might be something to sell on as well. Yeah. So I would, I just had
0: another trade as uh, you guys were talking. So yeah. it's kind of along the same lines as Max was saying, but like, so would you guys rather have cam makers and a 23 second or Antonio Gibson? Gibson,
1: Gibson, Gibson, Gibson. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm like on Jeopardy. Buzz me in. Buzz me in. Gibson. Here
2: <laughs> says Gibson. Jace, you say. I.
3: Whichever one you think is going to catch the ball
2: more is the answer. And for me, I think it's probably Cam Akers. I'm I'm going Cam Akers. Just just for the oh. second, just for the second round pick. I love 23 class. Mm. I can't can't do it.
1: Well, all right. That's why we're different. That is why we're different. All right. I feel like that's how everybody always ends every conversation.
2: All right. Nah, see you later. All right, Grandma. All right. Time to go make some trades. All right, everyone. All right. We'll
1: let you. All right. now, so On a serious note, thank everybody. Uh, thanks for listening and sticking around. We have the giveaway coming up. I'm receiving it in the mail on Monday. Um, and then we from there, we will... Uh, probably on the next podcast, let you know what exactly you have a chance. You have, you stand a chance to win. Uh, if you follow us on Twitter at dynasty monarchy, we'll be posting about it over there again. Nixie's doing a great job uh, as our producer so far, social media extravaganza expert uh, shout out all of our playoff pool entrants. Uh, shout out all those guys. Week one was a lot of fun, uh, especially being able to elongate fantasy in some capacity Uh, Give us a follow on Spotify, Apple Pod, like, subscribe, delete it, like it again, subscribe, delete it, like it again, subscribe, delete it, whatever you got to do to help spread the name of your local small business, which again, we are. So again, thank you to everyone out there, uh, loyal fans, first time listeners. Uh, We appreciate everything that comes our way from all of you guys. Any closing remarks?
0: Just like Peter said, follow us on Dynasty Monarchy at hey. on as at Dynasty Monarchy. Make sure to give all these guys a follow at PCA DMP, at Maxoller DMP, and at Jace Burke DMP. Uh, definitely shoot us your thoughts over there. We're going to have some polls, different discussion stuff. Um, so definitely just uh, link up with us on there for some further dynasty discussion.
1: Absolutely. All right. Thanks again. <laughs> Thanks everyone for listening and we'll see you next week. Peace out. Peace. All peace, right. peace, peace. All
3: right. All right.
1: All right. All right. See you later.
0: <laughs> Thank you for listening to the dynasty monarchy
1: podcast. Fancy some fantasy advice, tweet or DM at dynasty monarchy on Twitter until next time. Farewell,
0: my fellow kings and queens!